Welcome to the URM Journey to Academic Medicine podcast, also known as the URM Jam, brought to you by the Society of Teachers of Family Medicine. On this podcast, we will address the real and perceived barriers faced by historically underrepresented in medicine students and residents who are considering a career in academic family medicine. We'll provide practical tips and personal advice on topics like leadership, scholarly activity, CVs, mentorship, and more. I'm Dr. Omari Hodge. And I'm Dr. Tochi Iroku Malise. And this is URM Jam. Today's topic is minority tax. I'm going to read an excerpt from Kaylee Cyrus in a 27 article in JAMA. It says, I sat down at the large conference room table surrounded by the other medical students, some of whom I recognized from earlier stops on the residency interview trail. As they continued their conversations, I looked around realizing I was once again the only interviewee who was Black. I kept gazing around the room only to find more faces staring back that did not look like me. Hanging grandly from the wall were faces painted in watercolor, framed in bronze, and undoubtedly of really important men, really important white men. I'm reminded by those paintings, like those in many medical schools across the United States, that most physicians who achieve faculty rank do not look like me. Actually, most medical school applicants, matriculants, and graduates do not look like me. I'm a Black queer woman raised in a lower middle class family by parents from the rural South. I am a fourth year psychiatry resident who hopes to obtain a faculty position in an academic medical center. Since beginning my medical education, I have supplied diversity to institutions by not only being present in my medical community as another, but also enthusiastically educating those around me through culturally competent curriculum design, starting an LGBTQ organization or giving lectures on implicit bias. While I am proud of the diversity I could offer my medical school and residency program, and hope to offer a future academic medical career, it is emotionally exhausting to put your difference on display. In fact, it is so tiring that this phenomenon has been described in the literature as the minority tax. So that's a powerful document that was written by Kaylee Cyrus uh, Mm -hmm. a few years ago. And so what we know is that minority tax uh, is what they say, the burden of extra responsibilities placed on faculty in the name of diversity. And I know both of us have experienced that. And the, we have two two uh, physicians who wrote on this. So there's Kendall Campbell and Jose Rodriguez, who published work in 2015 in the BMC Medical Education Journal on the minority tax. And then later on, four years later, uh, in 2019 in academic medicine, they added another impact to URM faculty, which is the gratitude tax, feeling obligated to the academic institution and future generations for being given the opportunity to be a physician. But let's first discuss the minority tax. So again, uh, they said that uh, URM in medicine faculty, uh, the responsibility disparity is in the following. There's diversity, racism, isolation, mentorship, clinical and promotion. So do you want to review them one at a time? I think that sounds like a great idea. One thing that I want to add, in addition to what you just stated, was that the minority tax in this same article I saw, they described it as, in, 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 in a more scholastically sounding genre, if you will, underrepresented minority and medicine faculty responsibility disparity, Correct. which kind of gets your yeah. thoughts. Yeah, there's a disparity. So if you're a faculty member in academic medicine, uh, if you're one of uh, if you're URM, there is definitely a disparity in the responsibilities. You don't have the usual um, items to do as in the regular job description. You want to talk about the first one? Yeah, let's. Um, the first one listed is diversity efforts, and 
They go on to define it as obligation to the communities they represent and to future generations of minority students. It's kind of like having that obligatory um, diversity meeting and you all of a sudden find yourself on the council and you just came to hear what it was that about. Is- Yes. Right. right. <laughs> next, and next, next thing you're chairing the meeting. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Been there and have done that and didn't understand why I agreed. So that right. that's, that's uh, you're you're the person. I in the old days they would say the token. Yes. Uh, to show yes. that they've got somebody who's of diverse background and that right. yes we're leading a diversity effort and so tag you're it because right. uh, you're the diverse member of the group. Right. Right. Yeah. And I hadn't thought about it until you sent this article, um, but it really does take you away from other endeavors that you might have wanted to pursue. Not, not, not saying that this isn't worthwhile or deserving of our attention and even sometimes our time, but automatically assuming that because I'm Black, that like, as you put it, I want to be the chair of the diversity council, maybe Maybe I wanted to be in charge in charge of quality control at my Thank you. hospital, you know. Thank or you. Exactly. Maybe I wanted to exactly yeah, go into um, yeah re- recruitment and retention. I don't know. I'm just right, right. No, you're you're absolutely right. And then because you're now in that position, they may you know there may be a limit to the number of positions you can hold or right. you know leadership roles you can have. And you've right. been tagged and, and pushed to that side, and then you you no longer have that opportunity to do the other things that you would really love to do and and to you know represent. Um, but right. uh, or that know, will then be you're obliged, right? Or that or or that will be used to to be measured against you. Correct. You know, right? When it's time for um uh promotion Promotions. or whatever, whatever yes. such and such yes. has done those things. But I well, this gets into something else. But let's just no. go there. Yeah, no. So the, the, the you other just issue... you basically moved into the next one, which was the racism racism disparity. So that's right. co- constantly pr- proving their value, their worth, ability, which diverts from more meaningful act- activities. So you have to expend more energy to combat racism and defending yourself and defending racial injustice in general. And you know, right. there's just a, a a limit to the amount of reserve that you have. And if you're putting all your efforts into that. Right. How do you go for the other roles? You know, if there's a research opportunity, a grant right. application, I mean, we know how long it takes to, you know, to the efforts in, required to do a grant or going right. into quality improvement or et, et cetera. You're busy, right. you know, saying, okay, you know, this was unjust. This was, right. you know, this, this was a racist act. We need to change this policy. So you're busy fighting right. that or defending people that look like you or defending yourself. Yes. And then all that energy pushed to, to, to do that. Right. And whereas those who are non URMs don't have to worry about that, they're right. they're, they're, they're moving straight forward, right? Yep. And so and that's 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 um, that's a, that's another way this plays out. It actually connects the diversity efforts and racism in a different way. In that, so let's use the example that we touched on just a second ago. If if I'm tapped to be the chief diversity officer for an organization, even though that may have not been a passion of mine. Um, maybe I wanted to do something else. One way that would be easier for me to swallow that pill is if you valued that role the same way you do others in the form of how you pay. So that is so true. You know, it's more, it, it's definitely more palatable when I'm right. getting paid for what I'm doing. Correct. Correct. You know? And it's, so and when it's I see, usually an unpaid position. 
Right. And, 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 but the other positions that you say are equally valuable often have stipends or other payments or more time given for you to assume those roles and responsibilities. So that's how racism finds its way and not in front of your face ways. Yeah, it's just yeah. that 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 behind the scenes. Yes, that's behind the mechanism by which mm-hmm. they uh, by by which this is rolled out. It's like okay, you're doing something important, and and you know, it's like God forbid you should say no. Then right. does that mean right. that you're not in favor of diversity? Right. So right. you're kind of stuck. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. So, right. Yeah. Right. Kind of Great stuck. point. Great point. So then, what about I think one that we all identify with? Not that we don't the first two, but isolation disparity, um, that feeling of being excluded or invisible. You know, one of the things that as we were reading that initial excerpt and she's talking about looking at the pictures of the men on the wall, I think everybody knows that feeling. We all know that. Like everybody. Like I was just, I'm thinking like two days ago, walking down the hallway and I saw that hall and it's all these older white men who look nothing like me. And the feeling that you feel is not one of jealousy or contempt it's, do you see me? Yeah. It's like, I don't look like that. So can my picture ever really hang there? Right. What is it going to take for me to get my picture to hang there? You know, what do I have to do? You know, that, that isolation, when you see that, I I mean, it's, it's, I guess, you know, they're showing you who was there before, but it can be very intimidating. I think that's one of the reasons, I mean, there was that big article, you know, where, uh, Dr. Uche had to leave. She left her job, right? Because she's just mm-hmm. tired of it. She couldn't do it anymore. It just being isolated, because I know that there were times as I was moving up the ranks where I felt isolated because there was mm-hmm. no one else like me. So for the 10 years or so, I was the only Black clinical chair at my academic mm-hmm. institution. So there was no one else for me to talk to. There was no one else to for me to commiserate with there's no one else that i because you don't want to show that you're weak and you're right. afraid to show that you don't know right. whereas everybody else has that opportunity to say you know what i don't understand this or you know i don't get this and and there are people who are quick to help them but in our case sometimes people you know we're always told that oh it's because of affirmative action that we got into that position <laughs> to begin with and so you're always having to prove that you're right. that you deserve that that spot right and so you don't want to show any weakness you don't want to show that there's something you may not know and even if you ask (laughs) i know there were a number of times where i've asked people i said you know what i'm not quite sure about how to do this and i was kind of brushed off and then i would later on here at another um at another meeting or retreat where someone speaks of how much help they got as they got into this new role, they, they wow. proudly boast that, oh, wow. I knew nothing about this right. position. And right. every week, this these two or three individuals right. would come to my office and explain to me in detail and break it down for me exactly how to do this. And I'm thinking to myself, right. wait a minute. Wait a where second. Were they where I was, were you? When I where, yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's painful. It is very painful. Uh, being, being isolated, it is really um hard and and they don't and then they don't get to know you well you try they and then they sometimes there's that bias that they think you don't have the skills to do the research or to do um writing or publication so you don't get those opportunities and so you really are isolated i mean and and i i know times where you've tried to get into that role or try to get into the room uh, asked to be included in meetings and you're just not and 
And this Let is, me ask you, know, you a question. You said mm-hmm. something that I want you to expound on if you can. You were the only Black clinical, um, what was your title then at that point? I'm sorry. Clinical uh, chair for the academic Cl- medical center that I belong to, yes. So mm-hmm. when you when, when you were in that role, and that was a prolonged period of time, I heard you say about 10 years. Correct. Um, Correct. If, if I'm a resident and I'm a student listening to this, some of them will say, well, there, I think there's two questions that may come up to mind. One, and I think this is the more important one, in my opinion, how did you have the internal in, in, internal fortitude? How did you how did you weather that, especially the way you described it? Because that we can feel how that could be inc- incredibly lonely and frustrating at times. So what thank God for STFM, the <laughs> AFMRD, the ADFM. Yes. All the let me tell you that's OK, I guess that should be a take home point. But the, okay. because yes. I found my people outside my organization. Right. And okay. so I was able to, it was funny. And that's how I first met Trisha okay. Elliott and a bunch of them, because we were all, I remember way back when, when we were program directors, before I even became chair, right. we went to the meeting and we looked around and we found ourselves and we're like, and we just huddled together and said, let's have dinner. And we all had dinner. We had nice. stage phone numbers and across the country, nice. anytime there was an issue, we could text or email each other and say, listen, this is an issue I'm facing. So we found our people, we found our tribe right. uh, outside our organization. So that's what helps. So I'm hoping that this podcast will help people find their tribe. Find your people. So yeah, that's that's what helped. That's what helped. And, and one other thing that you said that made me think about something, You when you mentioned how, and sometimes people can see um, these efforts as just affirmative action. And I was talking to a CEO of a group. Let me just say that that, because I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to out them. This was a very casual I conversation. Hear you. Right. So, we're, be, we're being very careful. <laughs> right, right, right. But what they said to me was that, and I sincerely believe their heart, they were saying that they really wanted to be um, more inclusive of uh, minorities in their executive leadership team. And they weren't, it, it hadn't been reflected as of yet. And he, he, he felt that at that point in time that he just wasn't finding qualified minority applicants. Please stop. Just don't say another word. I can't. I just can't. That's that's that I can't. Whenever whenever the the excuse is that we can't find qualified black people or brown people, then I just I say just don't don't speak no more. I you're not looking in the right places. You're really that's I don't 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 I I gave him I gave him an answer though that I think made him think. And I and I really challenge some people who find themselves in these institutions to use this strategy. And I think what it is is that sometimes, and this is not all the time, sometimes it's just frank racism. And that's just all it is. And we understand it. There's nothing right. That's just what it is. But sometimes I think what it is is that people have a vision of what they perceive a successful person in that role looks like. Correct. And in actuality mm-hmm. has been colored by only your filter because right. you right. haven't used other filters. So you don't know what you don't know. You don't Correct. know what you're missing. Correct. It's like, you know, you cook with one seasoning all the time and it's good and <laughs> right. it tastes it great. Tastes good. And then all of a sudden you go by somebody else's house and you're like, wait, what is this? Yes. It's what yes. you never cooked with. And you didn't right. see how it could be used differently because right. you were only looking for the same thing. Right. And so it, and it, it, ca- and it causes some stretching. And I'll even say you might even find yourself having a certain level of discomfort initially. Right. But if you let it cook long enough, Right. I think the finished product, you'll realize 
is way better than what you've been, what you've been doing all along. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so yeah. okay, great. So let's um, going on. So I think the, the other the other three things that they talked about, and we kind of touched upon them in terms of the tax, the minority tax, is that mentorship disparity, not having a mentor, clinical disparity. You mentioned that way back because you know you're you have to now care for the underserved population. Uh, you're doing community work. You're doing all the other com uh, diversity care uh, activities, and so because you're doing all those things, the non-URM faculty are not having to do that. And right. so they're able to move up the ladder. Right. And then you have the promotion disparity based on all the work we've just talked about, the you know, the lack of effective mentors, diversity efforts, and, and the bias that you just now mentioned, the bias, right? right. They all con contribute to that uh, promotion inequity, which affects, of course, our salaries and the chances of even going anywhere else or you know because you start off i'll say this again over and yeah. over again that's one take-home point another take-home point people yeah if you start off with a low salary when they now promote you so say you were making a hundred dollars right and then because and everybody else was making two hundred dollars when they promote you they're going to say okay you're getting a hundred and twenty dollars you should be happy because we gave you a 20 you know 20 percent increase right whereas other people started at 200 right at that and so now you're at 120 and they're at 250 right. and you're saying no 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 i should be 250 and they say no 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 but you already got an increase but you started right. off too low right because of these in inequities so right. that's that i think that would be another conversation we need to have a podcast on negotiating contracts and things that's like that. exactly asking right for promotions that's right? powerful that's yes exactly yes right. so so that, that that this is all all of these encompass are all part of that minority tax uh right. do you want to talk about the gratitude tax yeah, so that's and and I'll just read it as defined because I don't want to mm -hmm. mischaracterize it as this is new to me, but I think it's great. Feeling of indebtedness to the institution and others that can some that can at times diminish one's sense of accomplishment and stimulate a desire to pay back the perceived debt. So like I'm just happy to be here. I'm just happy to <laughs> right? have a home. Thank God I'm here. <laughs> yes, I made it. <laughs> you know, you know, talk about uh the um, mm -hmm. identity, uh, well, not identity complex. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, imposter syndrome. Impo you know, that this, is it. This plays on that tremendously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to stay here uh, uh, because I know there are other opportunities, but, you know, I'm, uh, I'm very fortunate that I've got this. I don't deserve better because I'm fortunate that I got this because right. you, you see that there's no one else like you. Right. Right. And so you made it. My mother always says to me, are they your glass ceiling? Are they your roof? Is this the highest you can be? Right. No, she never believed in that. I think that's the advantage of having mentors both inside and outside right. um, your, your, your workplace. You know, she, right. she's like, they, they, no one else controls your destiny. Right. So why, why would you limit yourself based on the perception of the people that you interact with? Right. Right. Yeah. As you Stay, were talking staying there, it's a, it's a problem. Well, as you were talking, one of the things that I thought about and you said something about this earlier, and, and I think it's a good parallel. It's like when you work for an institution, especially as soon as you come out of residency and you take mm. your first um, job, yes, you're, you're making that check. It's kind of like you're flying on cloud nine. Yes. Um, but, but, when you're, but when you fly and you look out that window, you don't know how fast you're going. No, they can tell no. you you're going five, six, seven, 800 miles an hour. It doesn't matter. You don't have any frame of reference. Correct. But right when you're about to land and you have fixed points of reference, you can really determine how fast you're going. And I think that speaks to what you're talking about and having people who are rooted outside of you, who mm -hmm. that you can kind of bounce ideas off of and find out if 
what you're doing is really as impressive as what you think it is. Right. Because otherwise Correct. you could be, you know, like you said, your first job, you may have been getting mere peanuts and you could have, your earning potential was much higher. And, and this is a business. And right. I know we come into the, we come into it wanting to help and there's nothing wrong with that, but there's also nothing wrong with being fairly compensated for your efforts. Correct. And we right. have to know what our worth is. So you're absolutely right. So, okay. So now you have, uh, you, you mentioned that there is a New England Journal of Medicine article yeah. of May 2021 this year from Dr. Teresa Williamson, and she had some ways to mitigate uh, the minority tax. Yeah, so do she you want to speak to that? She had a creative um, strategy about dealing with some of these issues that you just laid out. And she, she called it tax reform strategies, which I thought was really cute. And she goes through about five different ones tax reduction, tax deferral, standard tax, tax deduction, tax refund. All of these are actually uh, spinoffs on real ways to deal with this minority tax. So let's just start off with the first one, tax reduction, decrease minority participation on committees, meaning that don't feel like just because you are the only person of color that you have to serve on everything related to underrepresented minorities you correct and and, to... and i would say that the allies out there step up right if you're a non-urm person right. you step up to lead That's that committee right. and allow That's that right. other person if they're if, you know the opportunity to do something else or just be a member of the committee but not have to chair it right, that's right. so that's, that's a right. that's a that's a good thing that's yeah. a, that's a mm -hmm. great point tax deferral wait to engage minority faculty until career promotion is underway give them a chance to get their feet underneath them, figure out the system and get something published and, and get their academic career moving before you point it in the direction that they may not have wanted to go or may slow them from being considered for. Right. Don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't add that extra baggage on their or the weight to, on them as they're trying to get to the finish line or get to the next right. finish, you know, next goal. Uh, so, yeah, so just take that into consideration. I agree with that one. Correct. The standard tax encourage, and you kind of talked about this just now, encourage white faculty to share efforts in diversity initiatives. I think you just mentioned it. If you want to. Yeah, that's the, that's the allyship. You know, those are everybody out there. And if you're a leader, don't keep going to that one minority person. And if you are a URM person, reach out to others and say, hey, would you be interested in doing this? this work, um, especially these days. So just look look beyond uh, the URM folks to, to, to lead and spearhead this. Tax deduction, which they coined as measuring committee activity points and apply toward promotion. So if you do decide to yeah. um, chair that, yes, you know, the, the committee, then it counts. You don't- It you should don't have... count, absolutely. Right. When they're doing that promotion checklist, Right. Uh, make sure that that's part of it. You know, right. I, I I think that even as you're negotiating and they want you, if if, if you're asked to do this, right. um, then you should say, okay, will this committee work be part of the promotion promotions checklist? And for those of you who are listening, who are in the promotions committee or in any school committee, you should say, listen, add DEI activities. That's right. Um, to the promotions checklist so that 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 in, that counts towards you getting promoted. So. Uh, right. because it, it takes a lot of work it's not easy absolutely not easy right and I, and i find it disingenuous when hospital systems and businesses and other en health entities say that this is very near and dear to their heart but are not putting their money where their mouth is i think that that's just not it's not right and then lastly tax refund pay minority faculty for additional efforts in grant and administrative support 
So giving them time and money for their energy. I mean, if they'll say, okay, we need you to find out all the people that have not gone through implicit bias training or what have we done or how many, and then you're doing it yourself. You're doing it nights and weekends, staying up late, trying to do this without any extra administrative support, without any extra funding. It doesn't count towards anything Anything. in your academic career. This is not okay because you know, if you got an outside consultant, how much you would pay for that work. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, so, so that's very important to have that. Exactly. Those, those, those As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. we can put a spin on that. How much how many zeros would you put behind that check when right. a lawsuit comes down the pipeline? Because it, you we didn't have we weren't at, 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 exactly. right. We didn't do this correctly. Exactly. Right? That we didn't have the policies, procedures in place that right. you've now tasked this uh, URM faculty to do. Right. 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 So pay them fair for their efforts. Pay pay them fair. So these are different things. So again, you know, the the main thing is just adjusting those assignments. Don't take them all on, right? right. Um, yes. And then have some sort of strategy. If you're a leader, have some sort of strategy to a culture change that you're going to figure this out and work on this to make sure that the minority tax is not there. And for those who are suffering the gratitude tax, uh, you are worthy to be there. Uh, you so you know you need That's to let right. it go. It's okay if you're not the only if you're not the one representing your group yeah. and pulling other people behind. You can support them, but you don't need to necessarily be the one to lead. I think all of us suffer from that, where we are afraid to move on to other things because we say there are people who are looking up to us, right. and if we move on to other things, then who will be there? The goal right. is to pull up, have that pilot, you know, put, put that pilot where we pull people in, pipeline, right, uh, right, bring right, right, in, right, right, uh, and you know. So I know that there, I, I guess from all the stuff that we've discussed today, I've got we've got three take home points that I'm using going back to the original uh, authors, uh, Campbell mm-hmm. and, and uh, Rodriguez mm-hmm. is from their 2019 revision, mm-hmm. the t- three take home points. So one thing mm-hmm. is align your career direction with the institutional mission, mm-hmm. but seek opportunities elsewhere if necessary. Okay. Amen. Do, Don't... do not be afraid. Okay. That's so, just, right. so align what you're trying to do with the mission of the organization, because that's hopefully your mission and their mission are, are in alignment. So that's right. good. But right. if it's not, right. don't just seek opportunities elsewhere. Right. Um, right. Use strategic guidance to help advance your academic medicine career. So mm. be proactive in pursuing mentors, um, you know, whether they're URM or non-URM mentors, right, mm. allies, to help you to strategically figure out how you're going to do your academic me- uh, medicine career and, and so that you don't fall into that trap of the minority tax or the gratitude right. tax. And the third take-home point, overcome those clinical assignments and diversity effort taxes. So know what the Mm -hmm. literature is concerning URM faculty in academic medicine and Mm -hmm. use that information to negotiate for supported time, for scholarship, and for reimbursement, financial reimbursement. So do your homework, have that information ready for you and present it when you're you're trying to negotiate. It's okay to negotiate. The worst they can say is no, and then that's when you look at number one and seek opportunities elsewhere. Elsewhere. (laughs) (laughs) And I I think that's so important because especially coming out of residency, you'll be, it's like you're given this box and you think that you have to take only what's in the box. No, say I want a bigger box. Right. You know, I send it back. Box. I don't want this box. No. Right. Or a different shaped box. Or Maybe a different shaped box. Right. Yes. yes. You don't have to right. take it. They right. can get as creative as they want. They just don't yes. tell you that. You right. Know? That is very true. You've seen one contract. You've seen one contract. So. Right. Right. <laughs> well, this, I said we really have to do a podcast on contracts. So. <laughs> so yes. That, we'll that's that. that's a that'll yeah. be a powerful one. I think that'll be All very right. helpful. 
Anyway, hopefully this was helpful. We really appreciate you guys listening in for this talk on minority tax. And please stay tuned for one of our future episodes. Yes. Thank you all for listening. Bye. You've been listening to the URM Journey to Academic Medicine podcast, brought to you by the Society of Teachers of Family Medicine. You can find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most other podcast providers, as well as on our website at stfm.org slash urmjam. Follow us on Twitter at stfm underscore fm. 